Welcome to the Kingdom Sports Podcast, where we ask the question, which kingdom will you choose, man's kingdom or God's kingdom? And now, here are your hosts, Chad Bonham and Coach Ron Brown. Welcome again to another edition of the Kingdom Sports Podcast. My name's Chad Bonham. I'm your co-host, along with Ron Brown. How you doing, Coach? Doing great, Chad. Great to be with you. And again, we are joined today by Wes Neal. Now, if you didn't have a chance to listen to this, please go back and listen to our first conversation with Wes. And uh, it's a lot of the history of uh, the handbook on athletic perfection. Today, though, uh, we're going to do a little something different. Yeah, uh, Wes, uh, I have a, uh, a guy that you've known very well. He's a fellow co-founder with me with Kingdom Sports, Gordon Thiessen, who years ago, I don't know, somewhere around 40 years ago or so, he was with you <laughs> way down there in Branson, Missouri with the Institute of Athletic Perfection where you uh, uh, wrote the, uh, the handbook on athletic perfection and so Gordon and I have done ministry for many years here and across the state of Nebraska, across America, and uh, he's he's in the audience. Uh, well, excuse me, in the audience. He's he's here in the studio with us. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on, and you get a chance to uh, visit with your old buddy here. Great. Well, Wes, it's good to be on with you again. Thanks so much for doing this today, and just really appreciate your time. Well, Gordon, it's always good to talk with you. Let's, uh, let's go back in the time machine here just a little bit. So it was the 1970s, uh, the late 1970s, probably uh, 77, 78. Uh, I'm at the University of Nebraska. I'm playing football, and I commit my life to Christ. And an issue hit me, which actually you and Coach Brown talk about on uh, some uh, audio video podcasts that we'll talk about later in the broadcast about this very thing, because it's one of your chapters in your book, which is the dilemma of the Christian athlete. And I, and I recall thinking to myself, why do I even care about sports? I, in fact, thought I probably need to quit sports. Um, I had uh, a friend who was at a small Christian college up in Minneapolis, and I had contemplated actually leaving University of Nebraska football team and transferring to a Christian school because I thought, you know what, I, I, if I'm going to do sports, I ought to know how to do sports from God's perspective. But I was even thinking, maybe I'm just through with sports. I remember sitting down with this football coach at, then it was uh, Bethel College. It's a small college, and I remember he was puzzled because he's like, well, um, I've taken this interview with you. You're interested in transferring. What's going on with you? And I said, well, I'm a freshman. And he said, well, I understand you're in Nebraska. And I said, he said, where do you play? And I said, Nebraska. And he said, we're at Nebraska. I said, the University of Nebraska. And he's like, really? And he's like, well, are you a walk-on? I said, no, I've got a, I've got a full scholarship. He said, are you thinking you're not going to get an opportunity to play uh, at Nebraska? And I said, well, I don't know. I, I started on, they had a freshman team then. I said, I started on the team. I, I, that's not why I'm here. And he said, well, okay, uh, maybe you don't get along with your coach. I said, no, I've got a great coach, Tom Osborne, Christian guy. And he said, well, I'm really puzzled because you probably saw the stadium when you drove in here. Your high school stadium is probably bigger than that. <laughs> and in fact, he said, we don't even have scholarships for football. So why in the world are you here? He listened to my story and then he said, you know, I'd suggest you get in your car and you go back home. I, he said, you don't need to come here 
to learn how to do sports God's way. Uh, you've got a Bible. You need to study it and pray that God would put people in your lives in your life to help you with this Christian worldview in sports. And I, I said, I think you're in a position going back to Nebraska where God could use the platform you have there and the influence you have. So I got in the car, went back. A week later, I walked into my first ever Christian bookstore. And I said to the manager, I said, well, this is a strange question. But I said, do you have anything that knows that would teach me how to integrate sports with my faith? He said, I got just the thing. And he went back and he got this strange looking book called The Handbook on Athletic Perfection by you, Wes Neal. And he said, yeah. you take this book and, uh, you know, if you need more, I'll get you copies, which I did go back later and got copies from my teammates. But I remember opening the book up in the introduction. And there's a spot in there where you talk about Romans from the book of Romans, where Paul talks about remaining in the same condition you're in. In other words, the idea was just because you become a Christian, you don't need to bolt or, you know, leave sports. Actually, God could use that. This is one of the first things I read, and I thought, now that's interesting. So I kind of yeah. hunkered down, and that book you wrote uh, influenced my thinking, and I read it just cover to cover. And then a couple of years later, I wound up actually having a chance to work for you in Branson. And, and maybe the listeners would find it interesting just what you thought of this young kid coming out of the University of Nebraska and what, what he was interested in a little bit of our a little bit of our history as we travel back in time. Well, Gordon, uh, you know, when you stated about yourself this dilemma that you were in uh, once you committed your life to Christ, I really think that's where a lot of very sincere Christians find themselves in. Uh, the person who's really committed to the Lord uh, is fulfilled. And whereas in the past, was, they used the sports to fulfill them. Now they're fulfilled by God himself. And yeah, so I remember uh, when you uh, uh, contacted me, um, and uh, I wanted to check you out a little bit, of course. So I, I did uh, inquire about you uh, from one of your coaches, and he had high raves about you. Uh, the main thing he really, uh, I remember coming across to me was the fact that you were really committed to, uh, to do things God's way, but you just didn't know how to do that. And, and you wanted to be part of a, an organization or at least an, an association of some kind of which you could learn that. Yeah. So we were very, I was very pleased when you contacted me. And, and of course, with your background in more in the business area, uh, you uh, fulfilled the need that we had of really uh, having someone to organize things for us and uh, get us on the right narrow track of, of reaching the sports world. So it was a godsend. We'll be right back with more from this conversation with Wes Neal and Kingdom Sports co-founder Gordon Teeson right after this quick message. Athletes, are you feeling the pressure to succeed in today's performance-driven world? Then check out the Discipleship Edition of the Handbook on Athletic Perfection. Learn from sports ministry expert Wes Neal as he introduces biblical principles into athletics and shows you how to have the right attitude and behavior in competition. You'll learn how to change your thinking and what it means to do sports God's way. To pick up your copy and watch supplemental videos from Coach Ron Brown, visit kingdomsports.online. Well, Wes, you know, I've served with you several years down there in uh, Branson, Missouri. And, of course, we did a lot with Canicut Christian Camps, which is still going strong mm -hmm. down in that area. And, and in fact, we have a mutual friend, Keith Chancey, who runs K Institute and still is one of the directors of the camp. And I just talked to him not so long ago. We, we talked about those times and where 
he, as an, a college athlete, too, had the same experience I had, which is once he began to understand the things you wrote about, which were biblical, changed really his perspective on sports. But it wasn't that long after that. In 1987, I was serving with FCA, which I would serve with FCA up until this last year. So I served for more than 30 years with FCA. But back in 87, I met a young coach at Nebraska, which is Ron Brown. And uh, I was introduced to him. And within the first five minutes, one of the main things we talked about, I asked him, I said, Coach, have you ever heard of the Handbook on Athletic Perfection? And he just lit up. I mean, he was just like, are you kidding me? Like, that book is what changed my life as I looked at competition and the way to coach, the way to play. Do you know Wes? And I'm like, well, not only do I know him, but I got a chance to serve with Wes. And so that started this friendship that has lasted over the years. And we have taught and we have trained and we have coached athletes in the same principles all these years, which led us to Kingdom Sports, forming that as partners so we could go back and do the best we can to take a lot of the things you did back then and really teach these to other athletes. And so even today, I'm excited to talk about the the new edition, we call it the Discipleship Edition of the Handbook on Athletic Perfection. And I'm excited because it's a it's a reboot. It's a way to take some of the best stuff. In fact, I wouldn't change a word you wrote in the handbook. And even the illustrations that people always love, the edition that had all the, the illustrations in it, we've got that for the handbook. But we've also added to it a journal. And there is a workout plan, and you can get through it in 30 days, but you can expand it out if you need. But uh, I'm excited to say that when athletes go to kingdomsports.online or crosstrainingpublishing.com, they can find that new edition. And what I found over the years is sometimes athletes just need a plan. And I just remember back in the 1970s when I met Boyd Epley, who would become the legendary strength coach for the University of Nebraska, you know, one of the things he challenged me with is, Gordon, do you want to get bigger, stronger, faster? Yeah, every athlete says, yeah, how do, how do I do that? <laughs> and I remember he handed me uh, this kind of notebook-looking thing that would become Husker Power. And it was like, you follow the plan, you get in here, you track, you record, you basically have a plan. So you just don't get bigger, faster, stronger without a plan. And so what we've added uh, to the handbook is, I guess, what I call the cross-training workout, something that... I developed a number of years ago, and I've kind of streamlined it for 30 days so that a coach or an athlete can go through this and actually get a little bit of a devotional. They can get so much that they read out of the handbook, so it's a little bit at a time, day by day. But we've also added a Bible engagement piece, which is a chapter a day in John and then going through Philippians and James. So we're trying to get them a little bit by little bit in God's Word. And that's something I learned early on from you was just as you study the life of Christ, you begin to see things come alive even in your sports world. So we've got the Bible engagement. We've got um, a scripture memory verse each week, a place where they can record kind of the highlights, the, the things that they can apply from God's word. But we've also got videos uh, that I'm excited about. And of course, Ron and I, a few months ago, had a chance to sit down with you and each chapter, all 19 chapters, we had a chance to do a Q&A with you about every single chapter in the handbook that are available for people to kind of watch or listen to at our website. And in addition to that, Ron's actually lectured through the entire book, and there are expanded 15-minute lectures on every single chapter in the handbook, 
which are actually going to be used with the new West Neal School of Sports Ministry at Faith International University and Seminary in Tacoma, Washington. So I'm excited to just see all that begin to just take place and excited to see how God's Word is really going to transform lives. And something I wanted to ask you about on this podcast was the life of Christ, because that was what immediately hit me. You had talked about, and you might remember this player, I think it was Randy Gratishar, and about how he questioned you just about, well, how would I know how to play linebacker? Could you tell our listeners a little bit about that story and what you shared with him so many years ago? Uh, yeah, uh, Randy came up to me at the end of a excuse me a pro athlete outreach conference, and uh, he said, "Wes, I play a middle linebacker in the NFL, and uh, I I struggle with this whole idea of how do you do this Jesus way." And I said, "Well, Randy, uh, how how do you think Jesus? Uh, oh, he gave me I, I remember now he gave me a, a story about the offensive center." the center on the other team would often uh, grab Randy's jersey and then pull him in and then slug him. And uh, that was his way of uh, maintaining territorial rights. And Randy said, how do you deal with a guy like that? And uh, so I said, well, Randy, how do you think Jesus would do it? I remember Randy thought about it for a a minute, uh, less than that, of course. Uh, But then he rolled up his fist and he said, I think Jesus would slug the guy right back. And uh, I said, Randy, what do you base that on? Here, here we have Jesus on the cross, uh, being crucified, being tormented by the soldiers, uh, taunted, and yet he prays, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And I said, Randy, how do you justify the fact that Jesus now, who forgave you people who were actually murdering him, would actually haul off and strike a, a center on the opposing team just simply because he cheated against them? And, of course, Randy didn't have an answer for that. And one of the things that we came to as we conversed is that in order to really understand how Jesus is going to perform through you, we have to get to know Jesus. And so often, I think, uh, Gordon, we, um, as, you, as you know, as we've talked about over the years, is that we Christians have a tendency to live by principle alone instead of a really engaging Jesus as a person in our life and talk with them as if we, you and I are talking. Uh, and as we begin to do that, we learn more from him and catch the flavor of him, and it becomes not just simply a principle that we adhere to, but a real person who lives within us through his spirit. And we'll be right back with more right after this message from Kingdom Sports. Athletes, if you've been searching for a Bible study tool that combines your faith and your sport, look no further than the Athletes Topical Bible. Inside, you'll find special sections on relevant topics such as competition, motivation, overcoming failure, dealing with injuries, and having a winning attitude. Find the Athletes Topical Bible and many other resources for spiritual growth at kingdomsports.online. Well, Wes, I think back to before you kind of moved the Institute, you eventually moved it to Branson, Missouri to work alongside the Kanika Christian Camps. But before that, you know, I remember you would do what I would call more of a discipleship, smaller group training with athletes, which is actually what Coach Brown and I have uh, begun to do with, with college athletes and with elementary school kids and even junior high students, where we're pulling together the, the smaller kind of group to really 
focus in on training. So where the handbook is so excellent on education in discipleship, the training aspect was so powerful when you can get that smaller group and you can actually be on the on the floor with them, you can be on the field, and you can do the correctives. You can go, hey, are you really thinking about Jesus right now? And I remember when I joined you years ago, I thought I had a lot of this stuff down cold. And I remember Dan Roberts, Roberts who uh, worked for you, took me out, played some racquetball, and we were five minutes into racquetball, and he looked at me and he said, you're mad, aren't you? And I said, yeah, you're beating me. He said, you're thinking about the way Jesus would do things? I said, no, I'm thinking about how mad I am at you. And uh, But it just caused me to reflect and realize that I didn't know a lot of what I thought I knew and that there's that training aspect that's really so important. And so we began to do training with uh, a dozen college athletes for a day or weekend. But take me back to some of what I look back and I go, some of your most powerful moments in training or teaching athletes I think took place in Arizona. And why, mm-hmm. why was that so powerful? It's not to say that the bigger platform at, at Kanakuk wasn't helpful and powerful, but there was something about those early days where people seemed to really get it in the small groups. And I'd love for you just to talk a little bit about that, because that seems to be a, almost a discipleship aspect. Gordon, I, I really like what you are doing along that line. Um, I, I think the key, going back again to Jesus, is he walked the roads with his men. Uh, whenever they had a problem, they could ask him. He was there. Uh, but it was, they saw him in action. They saw him, how he did forgive other people, how he taught people, how he handled them, and uh, how he constantly was the vehicle to, uh, that his father's love would reach out uh, to these people. And I think that that happens in these small group interactions. For example, in Prescott, when we had our training center, we had uh, a volleyball court in a kind of a, a group of cottonwood trees. And one of the things we discovered that uh, it didn't matter which sport you were in, uh, except volleyball, of course, uh, but if you're a football player, baseball player, a softball, no matter which sport you were in, uh, you can go down to volleyball and you seem to all be equal all of a sudden. Uh, in other words, it was a neutralizing sport for most of the people, except if you were a, a volleyball player. And so we found that that was a real good format to teach these biblical principles in and how to relate to Jesus. And so during those uh, volleyball matches uh, and games there, two-on-two and three-on-three and so forth, uh, we would take time, for example, like you mentioned with uh, Dan Roberts uh, playing racquetball, um, if you saw someone getting a little mad, you could could stop the action and say, well, what's going through your mind right now? Uh, Why do you feel this way? And, of course, we didn't want to get too deep into the psychological aspect of it, but just to help the, the athlete come to grips with his or her own feelings of how it really was and then how Jesus could enter into this and how we could start focusing on uh, Jesus. I remember uh, one time, Gordon, you mentioned Dan. Um, when Dan was first uh, coming on our staff, and uh, we would uh, take time every day to go out as a staff to either uh, throw the football or play baseball or play volleyball or whatever it was. Uh, and we, I'd have different people of our staff be in charge uh, of the group that day. And this one time, it was the evening time, we were playing volleyball in the church uh, gymnasium, and Dan was in charge. But Dan was getting angry. And he was getting angry at his teammate because his teammate wasn't really hustling enough. And so I said, Dan, uh, why are you getting so angry? He said, because he's not carrying his weight. 
uh, you know, he's, he needs to do his part too. I said, well, Dan, is there a better way that you could uh, uh, encourage your teammate instead of come down on him in anger? And Dan said, well, I thought that as Christians, we were just supposed to uh, be free and easy and let it all hang out. I said, where did you get that idea? He said, well, the freedom that Jesus gives us. And I said, well, Dan, Jesus also gives us self-control. He said, what are you talking about? I said, let me, let me tell you exactly what I'm talking about. If you get angry one more time this night, we're packing up and going home. You were, were stopping. He said, you mean we won't continue our practice anymore if I get angry? I said, that's right. I said, you need to control yourself. And Dan never once more got angry that night. He learned that he can control himself because of Jesus' spirit in him, allowing him and, and working on him to control himself. So uh, it, was, it was those little interactions, Gordon, that a person picks up more than anything else. Uh, they could read the, uh, the book three times over, but one of those uh, interchanges in a practice session is re- really communicates. And one of the things that I always have the athletes do is uh, keep a journal of their uh, practices that day. And so they could, they actually, that journal with their own writings became the best uh, written works that they had, more so than the handbook on athletic perfection, because they internalized what the handbook had and brought it into their own experiences, and they kept those as valuable uh, training tool later on. Well, I love that, Wes, and it just reminds me, uh, Coach Brown and I had a training session just not that long ago, maybe maybe two months ago. We had a dozen uh, college athletes, many of them Division One athletes, and I remember one big old 300-pound lineman that maybe someday will play in the NFL, just seeing him get and understand what we're talking about and doing it on the field and in the court was so exciting, and I thought, you know, here 45 years later, those principles work the same as they always did because they're biblical, mm-hmm. they're timeless. And so I was excited to see that. And the one part of the story our listeners might find interesting is that part of the reason the handbook has been in print all these years is I began to publish books for FCA and for sports ministries probably 25, some maybe 25, 26 years ago to cross-training publishing. And a, and a primary reason for that was I never wanted your book and those principles ever to not be available to athletes and coaches. Mm. So I've continued to do that through cross training publishing and published other things, but people will call me over those years and say, what do you got that's new? Or what do you got that's really good? And I would always say, do you have the handbook? And some would say, no, what's that? And I say, well, that's where you start. And I would assure them, Mm -hmm. I'd say, you know, there've been other things that I've written or coach Brown's written or other authors that are all good, but I always say, the foundation for all these things started with the handbook. And I'm convinced to this day, there's still nothing that's better than what God blessed you with and that you wrote 45 years ago. That's still the best. And that's still what I tell people, even though I published many new books. Now, Wes, as we kind of wrap up today, I want to thank you for your time, but I know I've kind of dominated the time and I want to give Chad an opportunity to kind of jump in here towards the tail end. But I also want listeners to remind them that if they're looking for the handbook or the videos or the training camp, 
the kingdomsports.online is the place where they can start and they can find whatever they need there. So let me just kind of throw this back to Chad. Yeah, Wes, you know, I just had one more question, and that is, you know, in the, the previous podcast, and if you haven't checked this out, listeners, please go back and listen to part one of this conversation where we're getting into the history of how this all started with Wes uh, some 45 years ago. But, you know, we talked about the index cards and how that got you started, you know, in your own journey. But I can't imagine, again, that you would have thought, hey, now there's videos out there. There's, you know, a discipleship pra- uh, training program. Uh, it's got to be pretty surreal, I think, at moments for you to look and see how this thing has lasted for so long. Uh, you talked about that in the last interview, but in this interview, what I want to maybe know is, what do you, where do you see this going? Where Where is this heading? And how do you see new technology and new opportunities with partnerships with Kingdom Sports helping to launch um, uh, your your teachings and what the Lord gave you 45 years ago? How do you see it launching that even into a greater stratosphere to reach more people? Well, Chad, I'm, I'm a newbie, you might say, with social media, but I, I'm, I've been reading a lot about it, uh, and I want to integrate it into uh, what I'm doing. And and I know that you're doing this as well, and people across the world are, really, around the world are. Uh, and I think that because of uh, Twitter and Instagram and, and many of these uh, social media outlets that are out there, uh, the things that we're talking about can spread much more rapidly. And uh, yet I think it really goes back to what Gordon and Ron were doing with the with those athletes, the college athletes that came in, uh, we, we don't know exactly where God is taking it. Uh, but we do know that it will go through person to person, people to people, one-on-one, two-on-two. And uh, all the social media is good for bringing people of like mind together, but when it really gets down to it, I firmly believe that nothing beats uh, an athlete and a coach or two athletes and or two coaches going out and having a cup of coffee together and, and discussing it, but actually participating in some kind of athletic activity where they can engage themselves and say, well, where am I right now? So, Chad, in answer to your question, I have no idea where it's going. Uh, like you said, who could envision where it is right now 45 years ago? Uh, but the point is, we know that God knows exactly what he's doing, uh, and he can utilize uh, all these social media uh, vehicles, but it's still going to be one-on-one, person-to-person, uh, talking about it, engaging each other. And, you know, we, we, we know that God works through people, and so when we have one person encourage another in doing it God's way and, and allowing Jesus to live through them, that is, that is an encouragement from God himself. God uses people. Well, thank you so much, Wes, for being a part of our show today. And I also want to thank Gordon Thiessen for sitting in and being a part of the discussion. Ron, uh, we want you to come back in. And, you know, one thing that we were talking about with Wes was the future. We talked about how um, there's such a legacy already tied to what Wes has done with the handbook on athletic perfection. And yet with all this technology and, and a synergy between uh, what he's done in the past and uh, what Kingdom Sports is looking to do in the future, it's got to be an exciting future as you do look ahead, right? What, what do you kind of see happening uh, as we take this 45-year legacy and move forward into the, into the future? Well, I'm excited about the opportunity to see this work just continue to circulate around the world. 
um, in the world of sports because, you know, sports is so prevalent. It's a, it's a watering hole all over the world. People are very, very invested in sports. They've made an idol of it. And so we need the gospel. And the good thing about this whole process and what Wes did in the Handbook on Athletic Perfection was that it was based on the gospel, the never-changing, never-ending gospel. And when you, when you decide to make the gospel first and foremost and you consistently and repetitiously preaching the gospel through your, your thoughts, your words, and your actions, there's going to be a longevity. And I, and I believe that's why this book is around. And, and so the content of what we're doing and now with all of the technology and all of the modern day type things that we can get it across the world with, I'm very excited about that. And, and I know, uh, of course, Gordon, I know you feel the same way. Well, you know, Ron, I'm excited about the future. And, you know, I'm even getting a little better at social media. I mean, we've got Instagram, Twitter, website, Facebook, all that stuff is different ways to impart and get out some of this message that we want to get to the listeners out so hopefully they do come to kingdomsports.online and they can find out more about it there. And what we want to do is expand the gospel message through the area of sports with coaches and athletes. Yeah, that's right. If you want to get any of the material uh, that we've been discussing, uh, you can go to kingdomsports.online or crosstrainingpublishing.com. And we are going to have more with Wes Neal. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about some other things that are going on in his life and, um, and also about some of the principles. So uh, definitely come back for more of that. And um, thank you guys for being a part of the show today. Thanks to Coach Brown and to Gordon. And we will see you next time right here on the Kingdom Sports Podcast. To learn more about doing sports God's way, visit our website at kingdomsports.online. Please join us next time for another edition of the Kingdom Sports Podcast.